0: Brother betrays brother, and one steals their birthright, but vengeance will be taken. Welcome to the History of Egypt podcast and Total War Pharaoh. Today, we introduce Amen Messi, a most curious individual whose rise to power and reign as king were fraught with conflict. Amen Messi, the Viceroy of Kush, is a strong choice to lead your armies. Today, we get to know the man himself. Messi, or Born of Amun, is a fascinating figure. He is incredibly shadowy, a few records survive here and there, and historians can piece together some of his story from scattered hints and references. On that basis, he may not sound important, but Messi was a vital figure in the last years of the 19th royal dynasty. His actions, and his legacy, cast a great shadow, Over events of this time. Let's meet him. Amun-Messi's exact origins are unclear. He was probably part of the extended royal family of the 19th dynasty. His mother was a woman named Tha Khat, who might have been a daughter of King Rameses II. Amun-Messi's father, though, is totally unknown. It is possible that his father was the King Merneptah, we can only speculate. What we do know is that Amen Messi may have gained prominence in the last years of King Ramesses II, his possible grandfather. This isn't definitive, but there is a decent chance that Amen Messi served Ramesses II as the King's Son of Cush, that is, the Viceroy of Nubia, the royal governor over modern Sudan. In the last years of Ramesses II, historians have identified a Viceroy of Cush named Mesui. Mesui, or Messi, could be a shortened version of Amun Messi. So there is a decent chance that this viceroy is actually the young prince. If that is accurate, then amun Messi apparently served as the viceroy of Cush, the overseer of Nubia, on behalf of the pharaohs. When his grandfather, Ramesses II, finally died, the new king, Merneptah, kept Messi in his position. At least, he did for a few years. Merneptah came to power as a relatively old man, and for much of his reign, things were stable. He continued the practices of Ramesses II, and did not rock the boat. That is, until year seven. About seven years into his reign, Merneptah suddenly reformed or shook up the royal administration. In this time a bunch of high-ranking officials suddenly disappear, replaced by new names and individuals. Messi, or Meswi, the viceroy of Kush, was one of these people. The causes are unknown. Perhaps there was a disagreement, a disgrace, a rebellion, or simply discord. Whatever happened exactly, trouble was brewing. And when Merneptah died, Messi saw his opportunity. The Viceroy of Nubia, the king's son of Kush, was an extremely high-ranking position. The governor over modern Sudan held sway in an enormous territory, and his duties extended all across the region. The Viceroy of Kush was responsible for the Egyptian administration and imperial control of Nubia. Within this remit, the duties included military security, control of the River Nile and its traffic, subjugation of rebels or outsiders who might threaten the peace, and the security and peacekeeping of the locals themselves. Also, the gold-mining expeditions were a vital source of royal wealth, and the Viceroy of Nubia was responsible for these projects. Finally, the Viceroy also held sway over the local chieftains and leaders of the Nubian communities, And he, on behalf of the pharaoh, received tribute from the Nubians, and gifts from all the loyal subjects. The viceroys of Nubia are incredibly well documented. In the time of King Tutankhamun, over a hundred years before Amun-Messi, we know about a viceroy named Hui, and the reason he's interesting is that Hui constructed a lavish tomb, which he decorated with images of his work and job. In the tomb of Hui from the time of King Tutankhamun, we see the duties of the Viceroy of Nubia. He sails up and down the river, inspecting regional fortresses and towns. He also gathers the tribute that comes from the Nubian chieftains and from distant lands. The most important thing we see here is the gold. Within the tomb of Hui, and that of other Viceroys, there is an overriding emphasis on the presentation of gold. Rich yellow metal, smelted into rings, kind of like doughnuts, pile up before the viceroys, and foreign dignitaries bring them by the dish and plate load, holding endless amounts of valuable material. The reason is simple. The highlands and mountains of eastern Sudan, ancient Kush, were rich in seams of gold. And from an early age, the Egyptian monarchs began to exploit this region, mining it constantly to extract the valuable metal. As the viceroy of Kush, the overseer of southern lands, a man like Meswi or Amen Messi would have had access to incredible wealth. With that in mind, it probably wasn't a good idea to make Amen Messi angry. When Merneptah died, his son, Seti II, ascended to the throne. For a short period, Amen Messi bided his time. But then, suddenly, about six months into Seti's first year of rule, Amen Messi led a rebellion. Scattered records throughout the Nile Valley suggest that very soon into Seti II's reign, Amen Messi rose up and declared himself to be the true king of Egypt. This rebellion probably began in Nubia. Messi, the former viceroy of Kush, may have travelled south after losing his job, and perhaps he gathered allies from among the regional governors and rulers of this wealthy land. Then, when Seti II took the throne, Messi seized on his opportunity, he gathered the troops and commanders, and rose up in civil war. Our earliest record for this conflict is at a fortress called Buhin. Buhin, today, is underwater, buried beneath the waters of Lake Nasser. But once upon a time, Buhin was an enormous fortress and town, kind of like a giant castle controlling the River Nile. At Buhin, Messi commissioned a text that proclaimed his identity as the king of Egypt. Amen Messi claimed for himself the titles and names of a legitimate pharaoh. He called himself Men Mi Ra Setep En Ra. This translates as one who endures like Ra, the sun god, who is chosen by Ra. He also called himself Amen Heka Waset, that is, Amen Messi, the ruler of Thebes. It seems that Amen messi declared himself the rightful pharaoh of Egypt. He rose up in rebellion in the southern lands, and then, gathering his forces, he started to move north. Small traces throughout the Nile Valley hint at Amen messi extending his power over a period of several months, until he reached the city of Waset. Waset, ancient Thebes or modern Luxor, is the great southern city of Egypt. It is here that you will find the Temple of Karnak of Luxor, the memorial temples, and the Valley of the Kings. Waset, or Thebes, was an incredibly valuable settlement. Messi invaded it. By studying monuments throughout the region of Waset, or Thebes, archaeologists can identify a historical process First, we have a spate of monuments constructed and partially decorated by King Seti II. These probably date from the very first months of his rule, when he would have started a whole series of projects to glorify his new reign. But then, suddenly, work stops on Seti's monuments, and we see a period in which the king's name is suddenly being erased and defaced from these structures. Those names, originally of Seti II, were then replaced by the usurper himself. Amen Messi seems to have swept into Thebes, taken over the regional administration, and expelled all traces of Seti. It's not clear if Amen Messi took Waset or Thebes peacefully, or if he had to conquer and sack the city. There is no archaeological evidence on this particular point. We do have one record that maybe hints at local resistance. In the region of Thebes, there is the famous Valley of the Kings, the site of the royal tombs commissioned by the various monarchs. The people who built those tombs, the workers and artisans, they lived in a small village not too far from the valley. This village, Deir el-Medina, has been fully explored by archaeologists, and coming out of that settlement, We have thousands of tiny fragments of texts and records relating to these periods. In one record, a small document references the chief workman, Neferhotep, who apparently was killed during the time of Amenmesi. Neferhotep had been a high-ranking member of the community at Deir el-Medina, and it's possible he was killed as part of the political turmoil taking place during this time. Another record, from the same source, describes a conflict between Neferhotep and one of his colleagues. Neferhotep had complained about this colleague to a high-ranking government official, and eventually the matter went all the way to the top, to a man called Messi. Messi is almost certainly the shortened version of Amen-Messi, the usurping pharaoh who now controlled Thebes. We are missing a lot of the context here, but we maybe have the beginnings of a story. Apparently, Neferhotep was involved in a civil dispute taking place within the community at Deir el-Medina. That dispute escalated, eventually coming to the attention of the local pharaoh himself. And subsequently, Neferhotep was killed. To be clear, we can't say who ordered this killing. It may have been Messi but it may have been somebody else acting on their own initiative. The reference to Messi, or Amen Messi, simply provides a greater political context for what was happening. But whether the usurping king actually got involved in this dispute, we can't say for sure. Still, it is possible that Neferhotep fell on the wrong side of politics. Anyway, back to the big picture. When Amen Messi seized control of Waset, the pharaoh Seti II was not within that place. Apparently, Seti was far to the north, probably staying at one of the two palaces in Memphis or P. Ramesses. So Armin Messi did not face Seti directly, nor did he kill the reigning king. Instead, the two monarchs seem to have settled down into a kind of divided realm. In the north, Seti II continued to hold power, and he built monuments and left records during this time but in the south, Messi held control of Waset and the southern lands. Messi would try to expand his power north, but he never managed to take control of the entire country. The furthest northern record for this king is at a place called Rika, which is near the great Fayum, just south of modern Cairo. So apparently, Messi was able to extend his influence, or at least his name, as far north as the Fayum, but he was not able to take over the northern half of the country. Whether that speaks to determined resistance from the northern ruler, Seti, or whether it suggests that Armin Messi was quite satisfied with the south, thank you very much, we can never know. What we can say is that, at least for a few years, Egypt was officially divided between two kings. The crude. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Messi's rebellion did not last long. Somewhere between the third month of Akhet and the first month of Shemu, in year four of Seti II, the southern king died or disappeared. The circumstances of Messi's fall are totally unknown, We have no historical records or even artistic references to what may have happened. It is possible that Messi left behind a son, who might grow up to inherit his power. But that is a story for another episode. All we can say is that after three or four years of controlling the southern lands, Messi, the usurper pharaoh, suddenly disappears from history, following this fall the king Seti II reappears in Waset, or Thebes. He takes over his tomb and monuments, and there are traces of the artisans repairing the old damage. So for some reason, King Seti II was able to reassert authority, to seize control of the south and reunify Egypt. Unfortunately, all of these events are murky at best, and a total gap at worst. On the other hand, that can be a good thing. Should you decide to take command of the Amen Messi faction, you have a clear path to power. You control the southern gold lands, the abundant mines of Nubia. You can gather skilled warriors from the local communities, and build a force in relative peace and security. Then, when you are ready, you can start moving north, sailing down the Nile River, and extending your influence. Ultimately, you will need to face the rulers of Egypt, Seti II and his wife, Tausret, and you will need to fight to take control of the country. But where Amen messi might have failed, perhaps you will succeed. You can step into the gaps of history, seize control of Waset, and then even further north. You might unify the country under your rule, bringing it together in the name of Amen messi Should you do so... Well, you will go even further than this curious man.